listening to Package Your Genius, a conversation designed to give you clarity on your calling and serve as a catalyst for your career. I'm your host, Amanda Miller Littlejohn. It's Amanda Little John here back for another episode of Package Your Genius. Thank you so, so much for all of you guys who've been sending me notes and DMs and texts, etc. about the daily podcast challenge. It, um, I don't know, it's really done my soul good to know that number one, you're listening. And number two, you are um, enjoying this challenge as much as I am enjoying it. Um, It's been fun to think of different topics to cover here and different lessons to teach and lessons to share because I'm a student, a perpetual student. Um, One of my strength finders top five strengths is learner. So that means I'm always looking for opportunities to learn and grow. And as such, I have um, many little mini lessons and sermons happening to me, I think throughout the day as we probably all do, but we are just not looking for them. And I wanted today to talk about overthinking. And that's something that I tend to do and have done historically. Um, I've mentioned on the podcast here, especially as it relates to our uh, former podcast guest and our Packager Genius Academy performance coach, Dr. Risha Moxley, who has really helped me break through some of my more destructive kind of mental habits and reframe the way that I talk to myself and the way that I encourage myself to do my best. And so I remember a few years ago, I, um, and I think I've told this story before, but I was getting severe anxiety around just some of the opportunities that were coming my way. And when I say severe anxiety for me, that manifested in, you know, sleeplessness, which if you know me, you know, I have no problem sleeping. Like sleep is my friend. I can sleep anywhere. I can sleep after drinking a gallon of coffee. I can sleep during the day. I can sleep at night. Like I don't have a problem sleeping. But um, during this particular phase, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, just like physically unable to go back to sleep. And I would be kind of I won't say I was writhing in pain. That sounds so dramatic, but I was discomfort. Like my body was not okay. And I would be worrying and just thinking about different things. Like during the day, if it wasn't, you know, nighttime and time to sleep, I just remember always feeling nervous and just super stressed. And I talked to Risha about it and I just talked through what was coming up before these bouts of anxiety and what was on my mind and what I was worrying about and kind of what was sparking these episodes. And it essentially was me worrying about not being good enough. It was imposter syndrome. And so 
uh, for me, imposter syndrome will come up. And instead of me saying no to an opportunity, I may say yes, but then like freak myself out and just worry about it. And so this was having physical implications, talk to her about it. And um, just first of all, just being able to share that with someone and hear their perspective of whether or not you are out of your league or hey this is the opportunity that you've been training for like you're totally capable of this you're totally prepared for this you should not feel nervous like you are awesome you're good enough and so having a person in your life to be able to mirror that back to you is extremely important and valuable and I cherish that but one of the things she helped me to start to reframe was this idea around the fact that I have already done the work. And that became a mantra that I would say to myself and speak over myself whenever I would feel those sensations of anxiety coming on. I would say, you've already done the work. You've already done the work. You've already done the work. And I really helped remind myself of all the work I've already done, right? Like not new to this on any level. Um, And if I were looking for someone to do the things that people were coming to me to do, I would totally come to me, you know? I mean, not um, an amateur by any means, but for whatever reason, mentally I was stuck in this place of where I was when I just started out. And This is kind of akin to the concept that I was talking about a few episodes ago on the idea that so many of us allow a uh, failure to cripple us indefinitely. And so I have no doubt that that anxiety I was experiencing was somehow linked to a failure or a series of failures I may have experienced earlier in my journey. And they were still... um, kind of running the show mentally so you have a disappointment you have something bad happen to you you have a client tell you they don't like your work or you lose a job um, or something doesn't quite work out and that message that you hear upon that experience happening to you becomes the narrative that controls whether or not you go after new opportunities now Some people don't have that problem. If you do not have that problem, consider yourself lucky. But after having experienced it myself and then talking to many people, men and women who have also had that as an issue, you know, had something happen to them years ago that's still programming their thoughts and therefore dictating their actions in a certain area of their life. So, um, Risha telling me you've already done the work helped me to unpack where I was putting too much emphasis on things that may have happened in the past and not enough emphasis on the other things that have happened in the past, the good things, right? The wins. And so I think I did uh, an exercise of writing down all the things that I had accomplished and all of the reasons why I was ready for the opportunity, all of the reasons why uh, I should be considered for whatever it was I was um, being approached about. That was making me anxious. It was a few years ago, honestly. I don't even remember. But um, that helped me. So thinking about the different things that 
I had achieved that kind of negated those negative stories was a really good exercise. And the second piece was developing that mantra. I've already done the work. I've already done the work. So whenever I felt that sense of anxiety coming back, I would just say that to myself over and over again. And I would picture myself doing the things I'd put on that list, right? Like, so I've already done the work and I would picture myself winning, doing something great, you know, past project that I had killed, a, pa- a past client I like, you know, went all in for. And eventually those pangs of anxiety faded away. Um, but I will say that more recently, overthinking has been more of the thing I've noticed the most. And so if I know something is on the horizon for me, I may um, decide in my head that, oh my God, I have to prepare for this. I need to sit down and spend several hours working through this. Um, I need to spend several days preparing for this opportunity. And I stress myself out because, you know, life is busy and other things get in the way. And Um, I avoid sitting down to do the thing or thinking about the thing. But these are things that don't typically require preparation. These are things that are in my wheelhouse. So I'm not saying, you know, client work or anything. Specifically, I'm talking about um, media interviews. And then most recently, a, um, a, a workshop, like a boot camp I did with a corporation around package your genius right so like I wrote the book on package your genius I know everything that's in there I know the typical questions and problems that come up but for whatever reason I kept stressing myself out about this boot camp until finally I said I'm not going to stress out about this you know it was time for me to get on a plane and go to the city where I would be delivering this boot camp and while I was on the plane I literally jotted down some notes of how I wanted to frame the conversation um, around my materials and how I really wanted to bring certain questions to the forefront of the conversation and just get people talking and thinking about a few specific points uh, in addition to the general content I usually deliver. And literally that was all I needed to do. And I, I remember writing those notes down and feeling physically lighter after I had done this brain dump into my planner and essentially figuring out the questions I wanted to ask helped me see the path for this particular workshop because it was going to be me teaching and training from the heart and soul and from this content I've taught over and over and over again but I definitely wanted to make it tailored to the specific organization. The presentation or boot camp or whatever you want to call it, the training, it was about four hours. We went over. It was supposed to be three and a half hours and we went about four hours and it was a hit. Like everybody got so much out of it. It went over really well. Um, The participants were grateful, thankful and actually hired me again to do an extended version of that particular workshop and finish out some of the exercises we didn't get a chance to do. And so, you know, when I think about that and I think about future opportunities to share my gift and share, you know, the thing that I know better than anyone else, because 
I've written content on it or it came from me or it's come from my lived experience, my experiences with clients. You know, I'm trying to tell myself, okay, Amanda, you don't have to stress yourself out about this. You don't have to overthink it. You've already done the work. Uh, Literally today, earlier today, and that's why I wanted to talk about this on the podcast today, I had an interview with a national magazine for a Uh, for an article that will be coming out in the November issue of the magazine. And I'll share more about that closer to that uh, article appearing. But anyway, I actually scheduled the interview a few weeks ago. So I would say two weeks ago. And I remember when we decided on the date for the for the interview, I was like, Oh, my God, I got to make sure I prepare. Then of course, you get busy and life goes on. And Every week as I review my calendar and I look to see what's coming up this this Sunday, I was looking at my calendar and I saw that this interview was coming up today. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got to set aside a half day. I've got to set aside a few hours to think through my thoughts on what she wants to talk about. And didn't get a chance to do that. And literally, um, we things have just been really crazy with one of my um, academy cohorts, um, the PR cohort, which I'll be sharing more about soon but I just I've been really focused on the students in the academy and the different opportunities that they're going after media wise and so I hadn't really had a chance to think about this interview and I today I was getting ready I was like oh my god it's in 30 minutes let me think about what my thoughts are on this particular topic and this interview was not about personal branding per se it was about um, getting people to open up and talk to you and um, you know I don't teach getting people to open up and talk to you but in my work I have to get people to open up and talk to me if we are going to get to the issue at hand and, and clear away the clutter and figure out what their purpose is or what they want to do with their career or business. And so it's something I naturally do and it's embedded in the work I'm doing. It's just not the thing that is at the forefront. It's not the thing I sell, right? It's just a part of my work and it's a part that I have to have in order to do my work. And so I've never really talked about that part, but I said, well, let me think about what do I do and what are some ideas to get people to open up? And um, especially if you're dealing intergenerationally with people older than you or people way younger than you, younger than you, I have kids. And so like, what are some things that I do or intentionally think about when I know I'm talking to someone who may not be used to uh, sharing everything and and, um, is not necessarily a talkative chatty person and so I literally just sat down and got still and thought about it and I spent about five minutes I jotted down some notes in my phone and then we had the interview and again it was great like the points that I narrowed down on were like way more than she even needed for her article I'm going to be one of a few people quoted in this particular piece so literally I might have given her seven solid points and she will probably be able to use one of those points and attribute it to me but that was just another example and you know she was like wow this was this was really helpful this was really great um thank you so much I've got to figure out how I'm going to 
consolidate all this and and put it in a package that works for the article um, and still do the other interviews too. But essentially, I gave her more than enough. And so I found it interesting that prior to the interview, I was thinking to myself all the way in the back, it was a small, quiet voice that was saying, am I enough? Do I have enough to share? Do I have enough ideas on this particular topic? Will the ideas be good enough? But instead of overthinking it and working myself into a tizzy, I did something that is essentially what I'm doing with this podcast challenge. And I didn't give myself a ton of time to prepare. And so that is a little hack that I wanted to share with you. If you are prone to overthinking and procrastinating, one thing you may want to try is restricting your time, right? Like restrict the time you have available to prepare and be in your head. So ultimately, if you are one of those people who works really well under pressure and your best ideas kind of come when you have to get them done, but at the same time, you're prone to overthinking and anxiety and you just really make it a less than enjoyable experience to even have these opportunities. They don't require that much of you, but you make so much of them that it's almost like not worth it because you end up stressing yourself out and feeling really awful and anxious. Um, Restrict the time that you prepare if this is about something that is innate to you and comes naturally to you right now. If this is a new topic or a new skill, obviously you will need to spend time to learn and, and get familiar. But if this is something you could do in your sleep and you do naturally in your day-to-day work, remember that mantra, you've already done the work, you're doing the work, right? You do this every day. This is who you are. So there is no need to put the added pressure on yourself to overthink it and, um, and reinforce this idea that you're not enough. You are enough. You've already done the work. So stop over, overthinking it and let's go get some opportunities. Today, I want to shout out Amber Cabral. She is a member of our Maximum Exposure PR cohort. And today she has an article in Fast Company. She wrote about what corporations need to be doing in their diversity and inclusion trainings because she has trained over 5,000 leaders and she knows exactly what is required to make those trainings work. So I will drop a link to her fast company piece in the show notes. But when you get a chance to take a look, please read it. Please tweet Amber or Instagram Amber and cheer her on. Let her know you read it, you saw it and you know, encourage her to keep going because this is just the beginning of her maximum exposure media journey. For those of you who are working on building your personal brand, I wanted to give you an insider code to save a little bit of money on my signature personal branding toolkit, the branding box. So if you go to thebrandingbox.com and use the secret code last page, you can save a hundred bucks on your toolkit. Again, thebrandingbox.com, secret code is last page. You can save a hundred bucks. So with that, I will see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.